1: Welcome to the Phil Nason Show. Welcome to the Phil Nation Show. I am so happy to have you here. We'll be here for as long as it takes, and we're going to talk nothing but NFL football today. PlayUp.com. PlayUp Sportsbook presents the Phil nation Show. It's your one-stop shop for all your sports betting needs. Head on over to PlayUp.com and find out why PlayUp is always your best bet. And speaking of best bets... Cash with Flash Best Bets has premium packages in all the major United States sports. Head on over to CashWithFlash.com for our daily free picks, as well as our premium packages. That's CashWithFlash.com. Michael Noonan's here. It's Monday. What's happening?
2: Good morning, Phil. It is Monday.
1: It is Monday. Are you one of those Monday guys?
2: I have a football hangover
1: on Monday. That's fair. Me too. Me too. I couldn't even make it through the Baltimore Cleveland game last night. Like you missed anything. No, I, I really didn't. How do you there, get four interceptions and still lose?
2: When you have it completely uh impotent. There's a good word. Impotent. That's a, that's a Monday morning word. Yes, it is. Impotent offense.
1: That made no sense.
2: And your and your quarterback is,
1: yeah, leaves a lot to be desired. Okay, you know what? Uh, to be fair,
2: I didn't want to say that Baker was impotent.
1: No, because you know, Progressive will be pretty upset about that. But I will say this: now he's hurt, and that's in his defense. But you've got a more than capable backup. You've got your two running backs back, both seemingly healthy. And yet, you managed just 40 yards rushing. You almost abandoned the rushing game, which is what got you there. Baker threw the ball halfway decent, but he's hurt. You like I said, you got a week a bye week coming up. Why don't you rest Baker for two complete weeks this way and then go on about your business instead of putting this kid out there who's probably not very capable when he's healthy and lose another game. You might've won
2: that they should have won
1: that they should have won. Okay. That's a fair word. Should have won.
2: So I'm at a point where I'm wondering who's calling the shots.
1: Got
2: it Baker. Yeah, and if if Baker's calling the shots is is that because he has power with the owner, power with the GM? I I, I wouldn't play him right now. No.
1: I think he has power with the owner.
2: You know, something's going on there because when I watch him, it looks like he needs to come out. (laughs) he he looks like he's hurt and this uh, I'm gonna gut it out stuff is great if you're still able to play at a high level Um, you know Case Keenum I'd be playing Keenum for a while
1: I would be playing Keenum above uh, Baker anyway capable yeah he's capable but impotent is a better word for to describe the type of uh, abilities he has when it comes to big plays. You know, I always found it real interesting that he had two big play guys, and that's Odell Beckham Jr., who scored a touchdown yesterday, and Jarvis Landry. And when you look at their combined touchdowns during their career together with Baker Mayfield as the quarterback, it's head-scratching. I think two seasons ago they had one or two between them. Not many. And and you have to use your big play guys. You know, David Njoku is a nice player. He helped up my fantasy team at DraftKings with that touchdown. But if you're not getting the ball to Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham Jr. in the end zone, then something's off because that kid, those two kids can make big plays.
2: They could. I I, I think Beckham is washed.
1: Okay. Now that's fair, but... I think when he came over from the Giants, I don't know if he was completely washed at that point. And yet they couldn't seem to figure out how to make call plays, make plays or whatever to get these two kids in the end zone. I mean, those guys can play football. That's what they do.
2: I like Landry a lot more than I like Beckham.
1: Oh yeah. That's an easy one, isn't it?
2: But, uh, there's just something really off there. And, uh, Yeah, it, it, it's a very strange s- football season. If you, no matter who you're a fan of, you have a ch- uh, a chance now, unless you're, you know, three or four bottom feeders. But everybody else is still in it.
1: So, like my Jets and my Lions, those guys, I don't have a, any shot in hell as seeing my two teams in the playoffs.
2: No, those are your bottom feeders.
1: But I start that. I start the season with that thought, so it's not disappointing at all. <laughs> Well, it, it
2: could be worse. It's but they both to- covered.
1: But both those teams, the Jets and the Lions, covered this week.
2: I didn't watch um I didn't watch any of the Jets game.
1: No, I, I watched some I, I, of it.
2: I felt like I'd sinned, so I watched uh a lot of the Philly New York Giant game.
1: I watched that too. That was weird. I watched More- the game I watched though, I'm sorry. What you broke up, what did you say?
2: That that was a mess. That was hard to watch.
1: Yeah, I don't even have that game in my notes. It was so insignificant to me. Just terrible football. Jalen Hurts is a good quarterback, maybe. Please, okay.
2: <laughs> so I was watching the game yesterday, mm-hmm. and I'm like, uh, yeah, we have a mutual friend who lives in Philly who's big. Big eagle fan. Yes, and they've made some noise,
1: mm-hmm. and
2: so I, I, just for his sake, I'm going to watch and see, what what this is all about. And I'm like, I still don't get it. I I, I really don't get the Jalen Hurts thing. Now, let's let's flip that on its head for a second. Okay. This is, this is what is this his second year?
1: Uh yes, it is it's his second season. Yes.
2: Back in the day when we were sane we always said it was a quarterback's third year was when they put it all together.
1: At least the third year. Yes. Right.
2: And if you came into their first or second year with the expectation that they were going to be world beaters, that was not fair to them. So I'm going to go back to my fundamentals and say, okay, maybe, but I'm, I'm really not impressed. Third year. He may have the tools to put it together, but nah, I don't. I don't know. Not. I don't think they're going anywhere this year. But let me let me talk about one player real quick. Okay. Most underrated player I think in the last five years. Go for and it. And he he is a Philadelphia Eagle. Fletcher Cox is a beast.
1: Yes, he is.
2: And every time I watch him play, he's a beast. But you never hear him mentioned in the same breath with. Uh, a lot of other defensive players. And I just wanted to give a, a shout-out to Fletcher Cox.
1: Hey, Fletcher, you got yourself some pub on the number one gambling show in America. How about that?
2: He's, he is a player. Anyway, what were you watching, Phil?
1: I spent most of my time watching the uh, Packers and the Rams yesterday. <laughs> you know, Matthew Stafford has now thrown a pick-six in each of his last three games. And what's even worse is that he's thrown more touchdown passes to opponents in the last three weeks than he has to Cooper Cup. If you remember, I think it was through week eight, there was uh 10 touchdowns Cooper Cup scored. And now he doesn't seem to find the end zone anymore because for whatever reason, Matthew Stafford has forgotten what color the jerseys are for the Los Angeles Rams.
2: Matthew Stafford's hurt.
1: He's hurt, yes.
2: That, that I, I mean, I, I don't have inside info, but he looks hurt to me. And I think uh, losing Robert Woods was huge.
1: Yeah, because there's no, you know, Odell Beckham Jr., he, he caught a touchdown. But you see him doing the same things he does everywhere else. He quits on passes and different things.
2: Quits on routes. Oh, yeah. He's no, he's the last thing you need, and I don't even have a clue why they signed him.
1: That Van Jefferson kid has done a nice job.
2: Good player. Good player. Their, their defense has, what, three studs on it? Mm-hmm. And not so studly in all the other places. Uh, Mediocre team. Uh, If they get Stafford healthy, they may make some noise because you don't. There's no really good, great team in football this year.
1: That's becoming apparent more and more every day.
2: And so everything is possible. But it makes it really difficult for me to want to sit down and put a shekel on anything because you really don't know what you're ever going to get now. And I know you're a big Stafford fan. Mm -hmm. And I thought actually I thought he was going to do really well, too, because uh, as a Viking fan, uh, we endured many barbs from the arm of Matthew Stafford.
1: Yes. Yes, there's something not right there. I don't know what, I can't put my finger on it. You're probably right. He is probably hurt somehow. It all started about three weeks ago when, uh, and coincidentally his wife had said some things on Twitter (laughs) that she had since removed. Sort of the same situation as in Detroit. So who knows what's going on. But one thing is very clear. He's struggling. And that's a hard team to put your shekels on. You're right about that. And they host Jacksonville next week. Jacksonville hasn't looked that bad in the last three or four weeks, Michael. So that could be an interesting game right there.
2: I I think it'll be interesting for 15 minutes and then you can go stack wood.
1: Okay. Well, that might be appropriate because it is freaking cold out here in the Northeast.
2: There's no no question. It's a little chilly today.
1: It's a lot chilly today. Um, one team that's headed toward or attempting to head toward greatness is the New England Patriots. They've won six straight. They have the highest point differential in all the NFL now. And they play the team with the second highest point differential next week on the road against the Buffalo Bills, Michael. What do you think about that one? What do you think about the Patriots first?
2: I keep watching them. They do enough to win. Yeah. I you know what I think? And I said this before. Um, Bill Belichick is a wizard. <laughs> I just I think this is an incredibly good coaching job that he's done. Um, and I think that they're going to give Buffalo all they can handle.
1: I think you might be right. Uh
2: I haven't seen a spread on that game yet. Let me see if I no, can. No, it's
1: coming right now. I got it. Probably at the bottom. Yep, it sure is. The Buffalo yeah. Bills are favored by three points.
2: Yeah, I might take that we'll go with New England.
1: It's early, but yeah, I want to see what the line does. I want it to go up. I want it to go up to four or five. And then I'll do that. I think Buffalo's a real team though, and, and I think I I, I think they're going to try to put it together. This is a big test. This is a very big test for New England, but they look good. I took I thought Tennessee would cover yesterday. I didn't think they would win, but I thought they would be able to do enough, but they're so banged up now that they're another team that you can't trust. but the hundred and forty six point differential is too better. Than New England, and it's almost polar opposites as that of New York Jets, who are at minus 135. I mean, there's no other team in the NFL except for the Arizona Cardinals with plus 108. Three teams in the NFL have a hundred point differential or better, and two of those teams are in the AFC East.
2: Yeah. Uh... I, I'm not I'm not going to uh, to crown them yet, as our old coach Danny Green once said. Right. But New England is for real. Oh um, yeah. You know, Matt Jones missed a couple passes yesterday, he missed Hunter Henry wide open in the end zone. Right. But he makes he makes a lot of plays and he makes the play that's in front of him.
1: Right. And
2: it's it's not spectacular to watch, and he's not going to take off running for 30 yards like Lamar Jackson, but he's not going to turn it over four times like Lamar Jackson either. Uh, interesting team to watch uh, going forward. On uh, both teams, sides of the ball. Yeah. Um, did you watch any of the San Francisco-Minnesota game?
1: I, I did, yes, and I was disappointed for you. I was surprised that Minnesota didn't pull that one out. Why? Because I, I happen to have a higher opinion of the Vikings than you do. And, and my opinion of the San Francisco offense is not very good.
2: Well, I think that's, that's where we're going to part company on this.
1: Okay, that's fine. I, I, I think that San Francisco's offense is more lucky than good.
2: I think it's better than most people know. Okay. The designs in their running game are freaky. (laughs) They've got wide receivers blocking. uh, They've got running backs blocking. They've got play designs that just keep coming at you over and over and over again with all these different looks, with all this different motion. Um, You know, Minnesota, granted, was playing second and third stringers. Everybody else is hurt or has COVID uh, on their front. And then they lost Barr real, I think, early in the second half. Right. But that San Francisco team is going to be something to contend with. Their their problem is still going to be in the back end. Um, Is is there a bigger horse's ass in football than Josh Norman?
1: Probably not many.
2: I don't think so.
1: (laughs) Probably not many.
2: Good for Fletcher Cox. Bad for Josh Norman. Can't stand that guy. But (laughs) San Francisco is going to be a team to contend with. Um, Minnesota lost Dalvin Cook probably for the
1: year. Yeah, that killed me right there. I should have cashed big at DraftKings with fantasy football. But Dalvin Cook getting hurt. Lost for the season. Okay, they still have Madison, who didn't do that bad yesterday. But... Salvin cook is a hard loss
2: it's a big loss but the eternal optimist in me sees a blessing in disguise okay so they drafted this kid Nwongo, to be a kick returner mm-hmm. he's played five games he's returned two kickoffs for touchdowns five games two returns for touchdowns right he is a running back on a rookie contract. Dalvin has not been right all year long. Right. And you're paying him a fortune.
1: A big fortune.
2: The opportunity to get this kid in the lineup and see what he can do is huge. Madison is a mediocre
1: player. Okay. Okay.
2: Has a tendency to uh, run into traffic, <laughs> meaning he is he doesn't have the vision that Dalvin Cook has. Not that a lot of people do. Right. Um, I mean, he'll be a decent pickup uh, for your fantasy league, but the the, the player I'm picking up is Nwangu. That's uh, a good call. It's going to be interesting to see. Uh, that he is extremely fast. Uh, very strong for his size might be a blessing in disguise because this is a team that next year is probably going to have a new coach and a new general manager and they're going to cut a lot of salary during a rebuild. And Dalvin cook might be one of those people that ends up never, never ever sign a running back to the second contract. It no. never works. Never works out. Never. Don't know how good he was in that fourth year or that fifth year. The only one of those that's worked out so far has been Derrick Henry, and he's hurt.
1: Yeah, that's unfortunate. He broke his foot, but that's a good that's very good information too about fantasy football. That's what you have to do. Madison's a nice pickup, I mean, don't get us wrong, but this could be the, the thing that takes you over the top of your fantasy league. And I'll bet you he's sitting on all your waiver wires right now. Oh, yeah. Nobody's ever heard of
2: this new Wongu kid. And Madison, about the only people that own Madison are people that handcuffed him with Dalvin Cook.
1: Right, which is smart, which is actually smart. But, yeah, I, I'll i tell you what. The Vikings didn't look that bad. I i guess you might be right about San Francisco. I'm still not sold on them. They're two-and-a-half point away favorites next week when they travel to Seattle. We're going to talk about the Seattle Seahawks in a moment. But the Miami Dolphins, Michael, they've won four straight as well. That one got me also. I got caught up in the Dab Mania, and uh, they didn't look very good, they being the Carolina Panthers. I'm not so sure the Miami Dolphins looked very good, but they look good enough to win against a team that's not doing so well. Pump the brakes on the Dolphins, though, by the way, I think.
2: Yeah, well, I, I, I never even got in the car with them.
1: Well, there you go. See, that was smart. Neither did I. I should have took them yesterday, though.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, both of us should have. But, you know, Carolina, uh, Cam can't throw. No, you're right. So... Let's let's just end it all there. Uh, he great personality. Uh, he's a warrior. There's a lot to really respect about Cam Newton. I'm not gonna put him down. Right. Uh, but he really can't do the things that you got to do to win in this league. And I still don't know why they're not playing the backup kid that was there before he was, who can throw and who moves very well uh but I expect to see him probably going forward.
1: Probably so uh, the Dolphins host the Giants next week and they're three point favorites at home.
2: Oh my gosh. And so if you have a sleeping disorder, make sure you watch that game.
1: Yeah, but can yeah, but that's not a, that's an interesting line. It opened at two and a half and it's already moved to three. I don't know, man. The Giants didn't look too bad last week or yesterday, did they? God, they're awful. Yes, they are, but so is Miami, though. I don't think Miami's a good football team at all.
2: Here's the difference. At least, and and and, and I'm not, I have not studied Miami tape. Right. I can't stand to watch that football team. Right. Watching paint dry. Right. Um, however... They show up, and they appear to at least have a plan. How New York won that game yesterday is so far beyond me.
1: <laughs> they won it for Michael Strahan yesterday.
2: He's still their best player, and he's 50.
1: Yeah, and Eli ain't far behind him. Yeah. Um,
2: if, if you're getting Miami and given well, how much? Three?
1: Yeah, it's three points now.
2: Uh, I'd go for it, because at least they show up with a plan. They know who they know who they are, and for as much as I rag on Tua, they know who he is. I think.
1: I think they do. They call plays very well for him. Yeah. That's true. I don't know though. I I want to wait on that one. I don't pull the trigger early. I'll wait on that one. Um. The team that was amazing yesterday, again, were the Green Bay Packers. And now they have a bye week. I guess covid toad didn't keep uh, Aaron Rodgers from uh, tap dancing his way into the end zone and pointing the ball at those folks while he did it. (laughs) Aaron Rodgers is a gem. We should enjoy him while we can.
2: It's hard to enjoy a Packer, but I agree with you.
1: Yeah, I hear you there. I agree with that 100%, but jeez. What more does the guy got to do?
2: Now, supposedly, he's getting another uh, examination on that foot this morning. To see if he needs surgery.
1: Well, even now, if he, he does, plays. I'll bet you he plays.
2: Uh, he's going to be out for a while. But at this point, Green Bay is the best team in the NFC.
1: Yes, I, I concur with that. I,
2: I, you know, Tampa is Tampa is so much better when Gronk plays, but there, there's there's some issues there. Every team has issues at this point. But right now, if I were to to pick my my team to win it, it would be Green Bay.
1: Okay. I still like Arizona.
2: I don't dislike Arizona, and you might be right. You were right about Arizona from day one. I didn't think that much of them. Uh, we'll see. We'll see when they get back on the field.
1: You know the number that uh, strikes me when I see the Cardinals? Now they lost both their games with Kyler Murray Hurt. But they're 6-0 on the road. They're 4-0 and in their division, and all they have are divisional games left, I believe. So, I kind of like them. I like their chances. You know, that's a team that plays really good on the road.
2: I like their chances. I'd like, I'm going to be really interested to see, I think they play San Francisco again. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's who I'm looking at right now. Seattle, forget, For, forked them last week.
1: Okay. Well, Arizona plays Chicago next on Sunday in Chicago, and currently they are seven-point favorites at most houses. The total, though, interests me. It's pretty high at 46, 46 and a half. That's a big number for uh, that game.
2: Yeah, it is.
1: Wonder why. Wonder why it's so big.
2: I, that doesn't make any sense to me.
1: I think that deserves further investigation. I think you're right. Because that number is big. Now, it started at 46.5, and, and a couple places are at 45.5, but it's only moved up half a point. That's still a big number for that game. I wonder what the weather's going to be like there. But still, Green Bay is solid as they come. You know, he has injuries he's dealing with over there too, he being – Aaron Rodgers, couldn't get that name out of there. But uh, they look good in Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay look like they play like they want when they want to. Now, they have an interesting game coming up Sunday with the Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta's at home. They spread open. Listen to this. It opened at 9.5, and now it's at 11.5 in some places for Tampa Bay. And the total is 50.5.
2: Atlanta's smoking mirrors.
1: Yeah, they are, but they came through for us yesterday. Otherwise, I'd have went 0 and 4 yesterday.
2: Uh, I can't watch Atlanta. Atlanta breaks my heart because Cordero Patterson is doing for them everything that I said he could do for the Vikings. And it's just bitter for me to watch him doing so well. Uh, I mean, Cordero is carrying that team. Yes. And he was a free agent. Again, I was like, Minnesota, go get him. Go get him. Bring him back home. No, no. Smoke and mirrors.
1: Smoke and mirrors. But Tampa Bay has a hard time covering the spread. And that's something we have to investigate further. That's a heck of a lot of points to be given up in week 13 of the NFL season. I don't care who you are.
2: Where's the game?
1: Game's in Atlanta.
2: Yeah, that's a lot of points.
1: Especially when you have a team like Tampa Bay who does what it needs to do to win, just like Green Bay does. Just like New England does.
2: The difference to me is that Green Bay looks really put together. There's a lot of talent
1: on that team. Yes. There's a lot of
2: talent on the defensive side of the ball.
1: I was just going to say that defense is stout.
2: Again, I don't like, you know, pumping up Packers, but Kenny Clark, another beast.
1: They have a bunch of them on that team.
2: I love watching that guy play, except when he plays against us. Um, Tampa Bay just doesn't look like they've got it together to me.
1: Or maybe that's intentionally too.
2: I don't buy that.
1: Okay. I don't I don't
2: buy that. I I somebody I somebody else said that this morning when I was listening to the radio. I don't think so. I think that they're genuinely just like almost everybody else is that they're missing a couple parts and they just can't bring it all together. That's not saying they won't they did last year, but I'm not there yet. I think Green Bay would take them this year.
1: Okay. That's, that's more than fair. The other line, you know, Indianapolis, I still like that team. You know, they had a couple of rough spots in their game with Tampa Bay. They got outbraided. But they're eight-and-a-half-point favorites. In some places, nine-point favorites over Houston on the road.
2: Okay, it's Monday morning, and I'm not thinking clearly, but that's ridiculous.
1: That's a big number.
2: Did you watch that game?
1: I watched the Houston game, yes. They didn't look that bad.
2: Did you watch the Indy game?
1: I did, yes. With Tampa Bay, yeah, I watched that too.
2: They should have won that game pretty easily. I know. They, They had that game in hand. I don't have any faith in that team at all now. I did before, before that game. I actually, I thought Indy was going to take that game, to be
1: honest. Yeah, we did too on the show. Yeah, we had him on the money line too.
2: Um, But there's something not right there. Because every time I watch him, they look like world beaters for a while. And then they lose. I'm not a fan.
1: That was a tough one. I'll be honest with you. That was a tough one. I thought that they should have won. They outplayed Tampa Bay, but Tampa Bay big plays. You know, th- this is what they do. And Leonard Fournette, I had him on my fantasy team, and he crushed four touchdowns yesterday. That's nice to see for a guy who's had his issues off the field. It, it looks like he's found a home. Good for him. But Tampa Bay, you know, it's like they coast. It's like they dare you because they know. They have a luxury, like the Green Bay defense, for example. They have a luxury of a Hall of Fame quarterback who they know can dig them out of a mess, or they believe can do that. So they take chances, and they force things because they know if they fail and give up a touchdown, their offense is going to come back and do what they need to do. A lot of teams don't have that luxury. Indianapolis is one of them.
2: Yeah, uh, Carson Wentz is mediocre.
1: Yeah, the elf.
2: The player I love on Tampa Bay is uh, Anton Winfield Jr. Okay. His father was one of the all-time Minnesota Viking greats. Anton Winfield was a great football player, and his kid reminds me of him a great deal, and that's that's a budding star. With a hell of a
1: bloodline. And you heard that here first. Yeah. Because nobody talks about him either. What's that? No one talks about him either. Just like no one talks about the Washington football team, Michael. They're hosting the Seattle Seahawks tonight. They are a one-point road dog against Seattle. And the total is 47 points. Now, we're 4-3-0 and for the week. Cash with Flash. And we are 5-4-0 on the Phil Nason Show this week. This is a big game for both me and Cash with Flash. Bigger for me than both these teams because neither of these teams are going anywhere. Who do you like? Washington. You do? See? Why do you like Washington?
2: Mainly because I really don't like Seattle.
1: Okay, now that's fair. That's more than fair. Go ahead, continue, because I have a couple things I want to bring up after you finish.
2: I think Seattle is in kind of the same boat that Minnesota is. I think at the end of the year you're going to have a uh, a new coach, uh, maybe a new GM. I don't think that team is. I don't think they're all on the same page. Okay. Um, I think I think Pete Carroll's worn out his welcome, and you know whether you know Russell Wilson likes to project what a hardworking, good, solid Christian man he is, but he's also a prima donna. He's also a bit of a diva. Mm -hmm. He had looked really good since he got back, which I don't hold against him because nasty, nasty injury to his finger, right? But I don't, I don't think that team, I think that team's done for the year. I think Washington is, I like Ron Rivera.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I, I don't think he's a great coach, but he's a pretty darn good one. Um, they've, they've again, another Minnesota expatriate, their, their quarterback, uh, was our backup and he's got his issues but he is a gutsy guy, good playmaker. Um, they, they run things that he can do, and they stay away from things that he can't for the most part. I like what they're doing. I don't know what their injury situation is on the front four right now, mm-hmm. but Seattle's offensive line is paper mache. They have no running game, uh, and I, I just don't think they I don't think they're into it at this point. And Washington is going to show up and, and and play hard. I like Washington. That's what
1: everybody a, says.
2: By about what the the line is actually.
1: Okay, one point, eh?
2: Well, I, I mean these neither one of these teams are teams you can. Oh, I love them. No, <laughs> no, you can't. Um, but what you can do is is look at what's gone on, look at the talent, see what's see who's actually uh, on the same page. And I think Washington is about a one point favorite.
1: Okay, because uh, I'm going to go the other way. Everybody's talking about how how banged up all these and everything. And you're right, you too. You're right. Their offensive line sucks. It's all banged up. They have no running game, primarily because the offensive line isn't very good. They haven't won very many games this year. What are they, 3-7? and seven? Yeah. Here's, here's, here's one thing they can do. And this is a very similar situation to that of Cleveland, except it's reversed. Because here's what Seattle has that very few teams have. They have Lockett, and they have Metcalf. And they have a quarterback who can sling it still. And Washington has allowed 11 big plays of over 40 yards this season. That's a lot. The The yep. worst ones are 13. That's a lot. They don't score many big plays on offense. Six total. Now flip the flip the thing here. And we've got Seattle, who has 11 plays this season over 40 yards. Big ones. They've allowed nine of them. But they have 11. They can match what Washington has done. It's a one-point game. And I think anything can happen. And if Russell Wilson can get out of the pocket a little bit, which he likes to do, and he can just send one downfield, there's your spread right there.
2: You might be right.
1: But here's the other thing that I like. Is that Seattle, for all its faults, They allow the 7th-fewest points in the NFL this season. 20 per game. Almost 21. They score 23, they win. Because Washington, you know, a lot of things, you say a lot of good things about Washington, and I agree, but they still have a second-year quarterback, Taylor Haneke, and I'm not so sure they have the big play guys that they need to have in order to beat Seattle tonight. That defense is still pretty stout. I'm going with Seattle on the lot on the. I'm well. I'm sorry. I'm going to take. I'm going to give up the one point and take Seattle tonight.
2: Well, we will go over this next week.
1: Yes, we will for sure, for sure. Because I think Seattle. I think they're going to cover. And as a bonus pick, I'm going to give you another one as a bonus pick because I want to go seven in three and not. On the other side of this thing, where well, I'll be six and three. I'm going to tell you right now, you're not going to see a whole lot of scoring tonight. So I'm going to say play Seattle minus one and take the under 47 tonight. Those are my plays,
2: I've got 47 and a half. Oh, so.
1: we'll take 47 and a half then.
2: I might jump on that
1: because I don't see a lot of scoring here. I know that Washington's defense, they allow a lot of points per game. They haven't recently, but this is Seattle. Seattle struggled again. We have offensive line issues, but they still have their big play guys intact. And I have a feeling that they're going to do that tonight. I can't see a Pete Carroll team going under 500 this season.
2: I think they'll finish
1: under 500. Okay. Look at this. Great stuff today, partner. Well done. Thank you for being here.
2: Thank you for letting me come along here.
1: Oh, this is amazing. It's an amazing time. It's a great way to start the week. And you can find Michael over at Phoenix Preacher on Twitter. And if you're so inclined, his website jumps off the charts. It's www.phoenixpreacher.net. And that's going to wrap it up for today's show. I want to thank PlayUp. Sportsbook for presenting the show playup.com for all your sports betting needs also don't forget cashwithflash.com we'll have those tennis packages up there in another day or two get ready for that plus we have packages for all the major u.s sports that's cashwithflash.com and we also have a $4.99 kindle sale on betting 101 and betting or i'm sorry betting football and betting baseball 101 $4.99 each Learn how to do what you need to do in order to win more bets. And that's going to wrap it up for today's show. Until next time, you all take care of yourselves. Be good. And most importantly,
0: ladies and gentlemen, my mother thanks you. My father thanks you. My sister thanks you. And I thank you. Thanks for listening to The Phil Nason Show. Download us at your favorite podcast catcher, including iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or Google Play. And please leave a review. You can follow Phil on social media at Cash with Flash and like our Facebook show page.